0: What we normally do before we record this podcast is we say, let's have ten minutes.
1: And we've not done that. But
0: not give her ten minutes.
1: No, you've given me nothing. I've
0: had I've had plenty of time. What's that about? You've been uh Look you, at me. you've been she's been away to Copenhagen, Denmark. Sorry, I'm keep knocking that. Um, Copenhagen, Denmark, is that the same yep. place?
1: Yep. It's Copenhagen capital. in capital. Denmark. Copenhagen is the capital. Is it? Of Denmark, yes.
0: A learning. Um, it's where
1: all the. Uh, where the Queen lives.
0: So we haven't seen each other for a week.
1: For a week, you're a whole sat there week. topless. You know what you're doing. I do.
0: I uh, haven't seen her for a week. Cause she walked through the door. I've got tiny little kind of camp shorts he, on.
1: I've got shorts on. We felt our legs rub against each other. Oosh. Oosh.
0: Um, so <sighs> there's been no physical contact for quite some time. And I thought, ooh, I'll take my top off, you know, get her all uh, revved yeah, well,
1: up. It's, it's working, just Good. to let you know that.
0: Um, so she's doing her 10-minute prep while we're recording.
1: No, I, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to, no, I'm freestyling. I'm only, I'm only
0: kidding. Uh, I've got so many things to talk about in my reminders list, which I've now got back on yes. top of. how one, many? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 things in the list. Uh, now, we, just for context, we only normally get through three or four things each. So I've got a lot. So we can either do lots of small things or we can spread things
1: There's so, there's so many things. I'd, I'd say lots of small things. Lots
0: of small things. Yes, okay. because I've st- got a lot. Can I start with one thing? Can,
1: can we start with what I just did?
0: Yes. Yes. What did you do?
1: Threads. <gasps>
0: She's just joined Threads. Yes. We've both joined Threads this morning.
1: Can I say very quickly about yeah. it? I've literally done it seconds ago. Firstly... Because it feels like a family already because it's owned by Instagram.
0: Yeah, and we're already Instagram people, In aren't we? In
1: Instagram. Yeah. We're Instagram people. It's got the Instagram sort of logo sort of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, I didn't that. And That's it nice. And feels, it feels like Creative. home already. Yeah. I think the big problem with any other kind of competitors to mm-hmm. Twitter has been that it feels like too alien, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But because... You've got your profile or, or on. In, if you're on Instagram, you sh- literally just take your whole profile and everything and just take migrate, it over, it, yeah. migrate it over to threads. You can follow all the people that you follow on Instagram, which mm-hmm. hopefully at this point will be people mm-hmm. that you, you like. Um, if not, you need to go and sort that mm. shit out. But I think it's clever. Already, I'm quite like, I've sent my first thread.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and yeah, uh, it's the, exciting.
0: So I... I first followed... Um, my first one was um, David Bedil, Oh, yeah. Which I thought was quite good. And his yeah. was on threads because we are pawns playing out a strange, possibly apocalyptic battle between two technic data types. Mm. And I've gone along for the shits and giggles. Mm. Um, it does feel a bit like that because I have to say, I really like Elon Musk and I appreciate the people out there that don't. Fair enough. Mm. We don't need to get in debate about that. Um, but I do feel like I've slightly betrayed him now by joining threads. I was... I was I I don't use Twitter ever really because it's too fucking angry, basically. Mm, Um, But since he took over, I thought, you know what, I think I might give it another whirl because I get the feeling it seems to be cleaned up. There's lots of, 90% of all the bots have gone, 90% of all the spam accounts have gone. Have they really? Yes, they really have. Mm. Because you can't have a Twitter account without a phone number and a credit card. And a bot Mm. doesn't have those two things. So you've instantly eliminated all that. And then obviously when you're getting people to pay for it, a bot isn't going to pay to have an account no. so the whole idea about verification I think is a good thing if you want a fairly clean social media platform anyway I was like and then Andy rang me this morning he said come on Andy London let's own threads for the world of hair and I was like this is a great idea let's do it anyway we've uh, we've done it and I'm feeling a bit guilty
1: don't feel guilty these, these guys don't give a shit
0: I know they don't but I do
1: okay well, that's because you are the nicest person <laughs> I have ever met. This is why I am with yeah. you. My empathy you are, is continually I am, abused by people. I, yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, funny, especially is it? by Elon. Mm, yeah,
0: probably. Um,
1: I mean, I think, you know, Elon uh, Musk wanted to own Twitter to change it and get it cleaned up and... I think he felt like it was a good social thing to do mm. to, for social media, it is, but it actually think, yeah. massively backfired on him. I don't know what happened. PR-wise, it was just a disaster. Um, people universally hated him. Staff mm. hated him. Just everybody hated him. And it, 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 it doesn't matter what kind of a person he actually is. I don't mm. know him. I don't know who he is, but he just looked... It looked bad. So And, and, and couple that with the mm-hmm. fact that Twitter is a very frightening place to be and um you know when there's a pylon fuck mm. me yeah and, and i mean he's got nerves but, of steel but,
0: musk i think but this will
1: this will happen again on threads i'm sure it know. will people people bully people everywhere it's if, like if,
0: if people are interested in this i listened to an interview recently it's an hour and seven minutes long and it's with a youtube channel called the babylon b what's that now babylon b is like a satirical account on twitter so it says kind of funny obvious things with a bit of nuance and a bit of satire and stuff like that, so it's comedy Is it basically. Real? Real. Um, so it's two guys who are real, but they pretend to ha- take a political stance on things for comic effect. Oh,
1: so okay, it's, it's satire, funny. Satire, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yes, it's a
0: bit like, um, it. yeah, I understand. A, yeah, um, and uh, they cracked a joke on there as you know a piece of satire, and they were banned from Twitter. Twitter removed their account. Oh. So Elon Musk reinstated them and then gave them an exclusive interview. So they've gone to the Twitter HQ and they sit down with Elon Musk for oh, an hour. Wow. And they get to ask him everything about why did he buy Twitter, is it worth it, all the oh, rest wow. of it. It's a really brilliant interview because he does say basically, no, I, you know, it, it, I didn't want to buy it in the end. I was totally ripped off. It was a mistake and I would have pulled out if I could. But legally, I just couldn't in the end and I had to pay 44 billion quid for it. And here we are, you know. He said, so I bought it, so I had to do something about it, you know. But it's a really good interview and it's really fascinating. Billion. Yeah, yeah. And of course, all the advertisers left, loads of people left, and all the rest of it. But actually, everybody's come back. One thing he does describe it as it says, he said, when I bought Twitter, it was like being in an aeroplane that was in a complete nosedive to Earth at 500 miles an hour and all the engines were on fire and I'm on board. He said, that's what it was like when I walked in the building. It was chaos. And he said, and Twitter HQ. Not a single person was in Twitter HQ. Everybody worked from home. So he said, I walked in that day with that kitchen sink. And I tried to find the board. I tried to find all these different departments. Nobody's in. It was like, what the fuck is going on here? And it was losing $8 million a week in revenue. Every, every week. And he said it was just horrific. Um, but there's a very interesting thing that Jack Dorsey, who owned Twitter, did say. Because it was a publicly owned company, yes. it was impossible to reform. Yes. Because you've got legal obligations to your shareholders. Yes. And to reform it would have been making illegal choices against your shareholders. So right. the whole thing would have been an endless lawsuit. So it had to become private for it to become reformed. Anyway, there's loads of information there. If you hate Elon Musk, I'd really like you to listen to this interview. Because, But can I just say think- something? Mm.
1: I have realised this mm-hmm. because I... When I said about the witch trials of J.K. Rowling mm. being a balanced podcast, yeah. that um, a lot of people who hate J.K. Rowling just won't just won't listen yeah. to it because you don't you don't want to hear her yeah. side of the story. Yeah, you don't. Well, the reason why I said it was balanced because they talk to trans activists, yeah, they talk to uh, lots of, people. To it, lots of balanced, different people, you know? and. And Megan Roper finishes with that amazing question oh, yeah. of you're wrong. what if you're wrong, <laughs> so, J.K.? You know, what if you're yeah, wrong? that's brilliant. And it, so it's... she does give her a, a, a hard time and, and J.K. Rowling answers how she answers or whatever. But what's sad is that I, I, I don't like or dislike Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. And there are bits about him that I quite like and yeah. there are bits about him that freak me the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. But, But... But I, because I'm in that middle ground, I am prepared to listen. Yeah, yeah. And there are bits of J.K. Rowling that I don't necessarily agree with, but I don't agree with what's happening to her. No, no. So um, what I think is sad is you're saying, listen to this interview, which I definitely am going to listen mm. to, because I'd quite like to hear what what on earth he was thinking or what is yeah, he doing yeah. with Twitter or what's going on. And these guys sound quite funny. But it's a shame that the people that hate Elon Musk won't learn anything mm. about him because they don't want to hear anything that might be interesting in case it changes their mind. I feel like on both sides of the spectrum of hate and love,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we must listen. Just like if you love somebody, mm-hmm. you must listen to a podcast that maybe co-
0: yeah, throws yeah, shade yeah, yeah, on that exactly. person yeah. because.
1: We need, you can't make an informed decision mm. if you don't know all the facts. Yeah. And this is the problem with fucking with free speech is mm. that we're not getting all the facts, all the facts ever yeah. or you're not accepting to listen to all the facts and then how are we ever going to make a decision?
0: What I loved about The, J, the Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling, uh, it, it, regardless of the subject, it is exactly how an audio documentary should, should be, be made.
1: yeah. Exactly. So it's a brilliant if you audio documentary.
0: take away the subject and yeah. put any subject in it, yeah. that Megan Phelps Roper Absolutely. that, that She's made amazing. it, and that, um, I think it's called... F-
1: free, free, free Press.
0: F- the Free Press mm-hmm. have done a, an amazing job. It needs to win awards everywhere. Everywhere. Because that is the standard of a documentary. And audio documentary. Absolutely. So the Elon Musk thing's called The Babylon Bee Talks with Elon Musk at ticket, uh, Twitter headquarters. One of my problems with Elon Musk is that he's never particularly challenged He's never being interviewed by somebody challenging him. So the guy at the BBC did, and he he ripped apart. But I feel like it would be nice... You know, most people who interview him like him and want to hear what he's got to say. But it'd be very nice for someone to sit down with him and say, I don't think you're right about that. Explain yourself, you know. But it would be nice if somebody
1: did that Mm. without... I always think if... You, if you don't like somebody mm. and you want to challenge them, don't challenge them with hatred. Yeah, yes, challenge yeah. Challenge them yeah. with good questions, yeah, good questions that, yeah. are, that you would like answers to. And they might not give you the answers mm. that you're hoping to hear that will make you continue to hate them. Yeah. But this is, this is again what we're missing because journalists often approach an interview with somebody who is universally hated mm-hmm. with this thing of I'm expected mm-hmm. to grill this person in a manner that will make them uncomfortable and yeah. feel... On the back foot, but you don't get anything out of someone when they're defensive. No, I know no. that from doing interviews. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I've seen some terrible interviews yeah. where you just know the person hates the other person. Yeah, and, and you're not going to get anything yeah. out
1: of that. But yes, mm. ask them challenging questions. Mm. I mean, I thought that Oprah Winfrey interview with Harry and Meghan oh, would have been a very good opportunity for yeah, her to polling. ask
2: yeah. because
1: you knew that she was friends with them. Yeah, yeah. But it, w- So she could have asked those difficult questions to them yeah, and yeah. got an answer without them. Being defensive, it Mm. would have been so interesting.
0: I was. It was appalling. I was disappointed by that. Um, And then the other thing is, you can watch Elon Musk talk at his his, uh, shareholder meetings, where you're not allowed to lie to your shareholders, obviously. Mm. You know, so you get a very kind of open view of. Oh, I've seen him in those. All the things he get, you know. we we tried this and and it went wrong, and we did this and it got right, and all the rest of it. And they're very challenging interviews. Anyway, um, threads. I'm happy to be on it. I can't wait to see what God, happens. We've
1: just done a good 15 minutes. Yes, I do. I don't realise that. How many times could we get cancelled for that 15 minutes? Yeah, well, let's see. Elon Musk haters, J.K. Um, Rowling haters. Yeah. Like.
0: Um, so, um, so if you want to follow us on Threads, you're Davina McCall, presumably, yeah, yeah. i MD London. I, I'm yeah. trying to do it as a place for hair, so yeah. I'm not just going to send which funny I've got no fucking idea jokes. what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: know what I'm doing.
0: Um, so, if you want hair advice, then that's where we're going to try and do that as a, as a text-based hair advice scheme for MD London. So, oh, I love that. And I'm going to try and do 20 minutes, half an hour every day, every day. of just answering questions from people oh, on Threads. that's
1: so good. And hopefully
0: that will be our little... That'll be a place where we can. Oh God, I'm going to ask that. you
1: a question. Yeah, yeah, after please this. do.
0: Please do. So last night, you don't know this. Yeah. I watched the Wham documentary on Netflix. Oh,
1: <laughs> Andrew Wiggly Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Widgley. Widgley? Yeah,
0: Wiggly oh. Spear mink Um, so. And? Yes, it's really good. Netflix is have done it? a great job. What um, oh is interesting is is Pikes, isn't it? Obviously, when they yeah, go and shoot course. Club Tropic Garden, we were oh there, and they're actually at that table that me you and Jason are all sat around. Oh yeah, my god, yeah, are you so, serious? Yeah, yeah. It actually looks exactly the same. You know, what? it's just like, oh my god, we were there just a couple of weeks ago. You know, so um, so that's really good. It's just really interesting. So you've got George Michael narrating and Andrew Ridgeley narrating. They obviously narrated a story of their lives. You know, back in the '90s, by the wow. sounds of things, and they've taken all that audio, putting loads wow. of archive together. And I got to say, I, I, I loved it. I kept, like, I was eating a lasagna last night, and as I went to cut my lasagna, I would pause the telly, cut oh my, my lasagna, eat it, and then press play because <gasps> I didn't want to miss anything about it. Wow. Because there's two or three things about Wham. That, that, uh, for our generation, is is clothes, hair, the kind of music that was going on around the same time as Wham. And, and just the 80s generally, just how a unique a decade it was. It really there has was. never been a decade like it in no. our lifetime, I don't think. No. Everything's been a derivative of everything yes. before. But the 80s was the last unique decade. And God, I miss it so much. It, it was so nostalgic. And also it underpinned just what a talent George Michael was. Aww. There's a brilliant interview with um, um, Elton John, at the Ivan Avella Awards, George Michael wins the Ivan Avella Songwriting Award back in 1985 or something. Yeah. And Elton John says, look, everyone's slightly taking the piss out of George Michael. You have no idea what how good this guy is. But he said, I'd put him up there along with me, David Bowie, John Lennon.
2: Yeah,
0: I you know, agree. And he said, if, if me and David Bowie had access to the, to the talent that George Michael's got, God knows what we could have done. Oh, and you think, oh, that's wow. So it's nice. just so nice. And then it's got the bit at Live Aid where Elton John... Brings out George Michael's and they sing oh "Don't Let the God. Sun Go Down on Me." Literally just
1: got goosebumps, yeah, goosebumps. And
0: it's just like, oh fuck, I'd forgotten all about this. You know, and of course we've just had Elton at Glastonbury wow. dedicating that song to George Michael too. Wow. So- the whole thing's like come full circle. They've done such a good job. I couldn't recommend it enough. But it's about he, an hour and 32. He
1: was the nicest guy and Andrew Ridgely, I've met, I've only met him once, yeah. but he was also the nicest
0: guy. He seems an absolutely selfless person mm. because he obviously could see what was happening with George mm. Michael. One of the interesting thi- one of the disappointing yeah. things, mm. I think, is that you don't get enough of Andrew Ridgely, I think, in it, it's like, it's like a documentary about George Michael right. and Wham. Right, right. Uh, uh, where you get uh, Andrew Ridgley's insight, but actually, I, I'm really deeply interested in Andrew Ridgely. Well, he and, was, and, uh, he
1: was half of Whammy, He wasn't. Yeah.
0: And one wouldn't have existed without, without him. him. Mm. But what very quickly starts to happen is George Michael just starts to pull away because his mm. songwriting is so, so superior mm. and so brilliant.
1: Well, that first solo album, and wow.
0: Andrew Ridgely mm. has to kind of let him go. So there's a very interesting bit about Careless Whisper. that mm. It's a song they wrote together long before they got famous mm. and they pitched it around everywhere, couldn't get a record deal for Love wow. No Money with it. But obviously further on down the line... They,
1: he did they, get rights to that, I hope, Andrew Ridgely. I,
0: I don't... I, I don't actually know but in Amer- in America they put it out as a Wham song featuring George Michael. Yeah. Because they wanted Wham to hit America. But actually in the UK it was it was a, released as a George Michael solo song. So there's lots of funny little intricacies like mm. that that you think oh god yeah. But when you see him and and mm. listen to Careless Whisper in the the full effects of the you think, what a fucking yeah. good song. Yeah. What a great song. I mean... Everything about it, the lyrics, that saxophone, the the, the hook. Oosh! Yeah. It was so, so good. So I won't prattle on about it anymore. Um, it's on Netflix. Loads of people have probably seen it already. But um, if you were born in the 70s or the late 60s, um, you will just... It'll fill your heart with nostalgic joy. Um, but try not to eat at the same time as watch it. Or don't double screen. <laughs> You know, just like watch it, um, because I went to bed really happy last night as a result. And that, it's like, oh, that is yeah. And you obviously you know full well what happens to George Michael. Yes. Uh, um, uh, but that that's the thing that I felt the only thing that was lacking is that I would have loved to just hear more about Andrew Ridge's feelings around. You get a bit of it, but you don't really get it. And I also would have loved to have seen. I I, I find that
1: quite sad in a way that he, you know, in the band he was slightly kind of the secondary figure, and Mm. and then have you got notifications on for threads? (laughs) I'm getting more threads that he wants to do. Yeah. Um, That I
0: I think. Airplane model. Yeah.
1: That he deserves more than that, you know. Yeah. I feel like, oh man, like.
0: But what's interesting is that he lets George go. Yeah. He sacrifices himself. He sees. For the brilliance of George, and oh God, I love him there's even more now. something bloody beautiful about yeah. that. Yeah. Um,
1: okay, I've got a very quick one. Uh-huh. Um, this brand, I, I freaking love this band. They're called RockingGypsy.com. Mm-hmm. If you are going on holiday, if you just want to be super comfy and look super sexy during the summer, if you want to. Go to any kind of festival anywhere. It's like Ooh. the festival wear.
0: They're a bit kimono-y.
1: It, a bit kimono-y. What I like about them mm. is that they've got very few items. Okay. There's there's hardly it's any. Like a, but I've a bought, menu with three I've meals bought the on the dress it. that oh, I got oh, here. Okay,
0: nice. Yeah.
1: Um, feel it. It's really good quality. At the back, there's a kind of it's backless. I love this on there. And it's uh, it's backless and yeah. it's got these kind of beads around the back yeah, that yeah. make it look super pretty. And it's like got a tie dye finish to it. Nice. Um, it's the low back maxi dress that's what it's called it's kind of higher cut at the front and lower at the back I'm going to model it and put it on the Making the Cut podcast page Okay, great. but it's lovely kind of floaty maxi dresses there's Mm -hmm. jumpsuits there's um, lots of tie dye it's sexy it's hippie Um, there's an amazing beach bag I think they've sold out yeah they've sold out the beach bag but it's just a really chic brand so I'm going to quickly tell you it's called Rockin Rocking Gypsy dot com, so RockingGypsy.com. and then on Instagram. Let me see if I can find them on uh, uh, contact. Is it? Have they got no? I'm going to try and find them on Insta now. Um, but they are kind of around 150 pounds for uh, a dress. But I have to say that they are very good quality. Like it's mm-hmm. you're you're paying. You're getting the quality that okay. you deserve. So rock, they're just called Rocking Gypsy on Instagram. Nice. And they've got lots of ideas. And you can see their page is really aesthetically mm. pleasing as well. So it's anyway, like a,
0: you wear a bikini under this and stuff like that on holiday. Well, I, that, I, I
1: wouldn't think. wear a bikini under it. I think like well, a backless backless dress with no bikini underneath is really nice. Okay, I mean, pants, obviously. Okay. your little face then yeah, is oh, like, geez. what? It's perked um, up a bit, isn't it? Um, but it's... I mean I would you could definitely wear it anywhere but Mm. I would say it's specifically brilliant for festivals and holidays and um, just hot weather in general but Rocking Gypsy uh, on Insta and I would imagine threads uh, and also rockinggypsy.com online
0: very good right I have got an Instagram account for you that my son put me on touch with oh yeah Um, and I just really like it he's got nine 153,000 followers. Yeah. And he is, how does he say? Uh, he's called Big Manny Science. Yeah. And he's a video creator. He's on TikTok uh, at big.manny. Uh, number one. And he's called yeah. Big Manny One. Okay. So basically, uh, he's got a BSc and an MSc in biomedical science, this yeah. guy. And yeah. he does science experiments, basically trying to encourage kids um, to get involved in science. Oh, yeah. Okay, gonna
1: Is it too late for our kids?
0: <laughs> no. Grab the camera, press the cord, in my hand. You see the chemicals. Different ones, I got several. I'm a
2: scientist, biomedical in the lab, clinical, science technician in the school. Demonstrations for the pupils, so they don't find it difficult. Grab the sodium in the water, bare smoke, just like a sauna. Stand back right in the corner, then I zoom in on the cam
0: corner. Exophymic, bare heat. See the fire, that's bare degrees. When you got two degrees, and I might Okay, so... Oh, my God! Fun. Cool. My
2: name um, is right, Cool. Man's got one aluminium tennis racket there and one gallium fidget spinner, it, And we're going to destroy the tennis racket using the gallium fidget spinner. So first, we need to melt the gallium metal using this heat gun, innit? Now, gallium has a full-floor melting point of any metal in the whole world at only 30 degrees Celsius. But gallium boils at 2,400 degrees. That means it has one of the largest differences between melting point and boiling point out of all the elements in the whole world, cuz. matting. thing. All right, cool. So now we've got to sand down the outside layer of the racket so that we can see the shiny aluminium and that. You know what I'm saying, cuz? All right, so we're going to use a little pipette to pick up the liquid gallium, innit? And then we're going to slap it onto the tennis racket and that, you know what I'm saying? Shiny thing and that, cuz. You done man. So we're going to leave that for a few minutes and that. And then when we come back here, the thing mash up, fam. You know what I'm saying? <gasps> Gallium-induced structural failure. That's what it's called, innit? Obviously, the gallium, yeah, it stops the aluminium metal from bonding together and that. So, obviously, all the aluminium atoms separate in it, and then the gallium interferes in that. You know what I'm saying, fam? The bonds got broke up and that, because, you know what I'm saying? T- <laughs> oh, my God, no, but I'm serious. This is so... Cool, man's got one What's lithium battery, and some lemon juice in it i'm going to react them together and see what one so the lithium world. that's in this battery is in the form of foil and it's way more reactive when it's in the foil team because it's got a larger surface area to volume ratio in it so that means that more of the lithium is exposed so it's going to react with the lemon juice and that in it all right cool so we're going to fold it up now yeah then we're going to pour up some lemon juice you know what i'm saying yeah Then we're going to react them together and see what i'll go on all uh, right cool lithium into the lemon juice yeah you see what i'm saying red flames and that it's a mad thing cause so lithium yeah when it burns it burns with a nice red flame in that you know what i'm saying now lithium metal can burn at a temperature of over 2000 degrees celsius and this beaker is made from borosilicate glass and it can withstand temperatures of only up to 1600 degrees that's why it started cracking up that, <gasps> you know what i'm saying it's peak fam man gotta get a new thing and you see all that gas that's being released that's hydrogen gas flammable thing innit? it now the reason why hydrogen is being released Because the lithium metal is giving this one electron to the hydrogen ions in the lemon juice, isn't it? When the hydrogen ions receive the (laughs) electron, they turn into hydrogen atoms, you know what I'm saying? That's why we're seeing bare smoking.
0: It's it's like a clash of cultures or something, but it's so appealing on so many levels. I mean,
1: I think the thing for me (laughs) is that um, it's making science cool. Oh, my God, like (laughs) proper cooling. I would say that there are probably a lot of kids in school who probably quite like science. But are too embarrassed yes. to say they like science. Yeah, yeah. And now they might not be embarrassed to pay attention or do something because this guy's making it. I can't. I, tell and you I how... love that
0: song that he does about yeah. like what he's up to and where he works and it's how he's made doing all that. So it's like
1: happy. I totally
0: agree. Like the world needs more of this guy yes. and other guys like him, right? It's yes. just so good. So well done, Big Manny One. We absolutely bloody love you. And thanks to my uh, son for like stumbling across it.
1: That was um, so
0: yeah, yeah, so it's a great Instagram. Oh, my Instagram. God, so, that l- is
1: so good.
0: People, let's get him to a million followers as soon as possible, please, on Instagram. So go and follow Big Manny One, tell your kids about him and all that jazz. And um, I think he's absolutely banging.
1: I have had a lot of friends recently lose people they love. Yeah. And, um, God. It's okay. It's so weird, isn't it? mm I, no- I never know when... When it's going to come. Yeah. Anyway, okay. they are mm-hmm. um, good friends of mine and or people struggling with the idea of losing people mm-hmm. or it's really fucking frightening. Anyway, I came across in my page, a um, in my For You page, an account. And actually, weirdly, they had messaged me before asking me to do something, but it got lost. I get so many messages on Instagram that once it gets lost down the page i i don't see it but it's um an account called untangled grief and it's basically lots of people sending in their messages of how they deal with grief or meet people who relate so it's lots and lots of people who are grieving which Mm. i I quite like that idea Mm. that they are going through something but there was one um that i listened to the other day that was so hard-hitting for me And there's lots of writing as well, lots of things to read Mm -hmm. that's really nice. But this one I absolutely loved. I think it's because he lost his brother. Mm -hmm. And I related to it because I lost my sister. It was about grief. And to talk about grief because it's such a huge part of life that we don't talk about enough. Um, I'm supposed to be getting ready for a date right now. I already pushed the date
2: back by 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to cancel because I'm excited. But I just started missing my brother. And every time I go on the first date, which is kind of a lot, because I'm putting myself out there because I want to be dating, but it's hard because it's like I pull up my grief to every table I sit at. And I'm like, when is he going to ask me about my siblings? When is family going to come up?
1: Um, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm tired. Something that happens when I miss my brothers, I wanna call my other brother and my mom and all my cousins and talk about how much I miss him. But I can't I don't actually wanna do that because then we'll all be crying. <laughs> and yes, it's nice to all share in that moment and miss someone together. It's like Bitch, I gotta get ready for a date. But it's a very lonely feeling.
0: And I know other people feel it too, which is why I like talking about it. I have a little platform here. I can't even... It's going to be okay. But... What am I going to
1: wear?
0: <laughs> what am I going to wear? <laughs> oh, crikey, tip um, tipping over the edge there.
1: No, but what I love about it is that if you do need a cry, if you love someone yeah, yeah. and you've lost someone and you need to have a weep, oh, my God, Untangled Grief is your place.
0: You sometimes need someone to help you have a weep, don't you?
1: Oh, my God, and it's... So um, yeah, lovely and healthy, isn't it, to have a little...
0: Yeah, Do you know, very weirdly, I had a little cry during the Wham thing last night. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I can't, I, can't, I still don't understand why particularly, but there was something about it that triggered something yeah, in yeah. me. And it might just be that I sometimes miss the past, you know, like yeah. the 80s and all yeah. that, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and nostalgia's also, yeah. incredibly powerful, but well, that's grieving, um, that's grieving.
0: Um, but maybe there was something about George Michael's situation that I felt was very sad that you know he was living a lie essentially you know yes and i thought oh why must i crying not oh, weird thing yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, cuz i'm not a big george michael fan or anything but it was just the fact that yeah. you see a human being struggling a bit and you think oh fuck um so um, what's it called again Sorry it's
1: called that. untangled grief uh-huh. um it's got 141000 followers mm. um follow you can get uh daily exercises to help you cope mm. um you can meet people who relate I mean all the advice that I give to friends of mine is you know just Mm -mm. there's no fucking right or wrong with grief I've got friends of mine who say I I feel absolutely fine it's so weird Mm. I'm not crying at all I said you might never cry Mm. you might cry in the most inappropriate place ever Mm. I mean just like me even saying the word I'm of grief earlier me too but it brought it up like I don't know when it's going to hit me and it's right and it's lovely to remember people and it's Mm. right and lovely that it it moves you but I love this site. it really Mm. helped yeah. Me. That's and funny. you will you will love it, Michael. No, thank and you. you yeah. Anybody that's struggling with grief mm. or anybody that's going through any kind of grief will love it.
0: Yeah, music's very helpful for that. So isn't it you can really just trigger what you need. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, that yeah. um, Into My Arms song. Oh, my God. By um, Nick, Cave. Nick Cave. Oh, I can't listen to that without really mm. going for it. But it's funny you say you don't know where it's, when it's going to come. A good fr- I lost a good friend of mine when he was 40, he fell down some stairs and banged his head and died. Um, and then I did a reading at his funeral and everything. But I remember thinking, I really miss him, but I, you know, I haven't, I don't seem upset by it or anything. And then I sat in Ed's diner on Old Compton Street once, where we used to go for lunch, and I had hot dog, and I just like sobbed. You know, it was, it was such a weird thing. I was like, the fuck am I doing in Ed's <laughs> diner? But this fucking hot dog crying about Dave. He died like three months ago. You know. So it was very, very strange, you know. And nice, yeah. you know. Yeah, and yeah,
1: I, I feel like now when I cry, it's like,
0: mm.
1: I don't know, there's a thing in church, I think, where you say it's neat and right so to do. Like mm. it is the right thing to do. Well, yeah. You've loved somebody, it's mm. right to hurt. Mm. You know, I I, I hope that people will remember me uh, uh, when I'm gone, mm. you know, uh, in a nice way. <laughs> Yeah, no, not, right no, not be not <laughs> yeah. be dancing yeah. on my uh, uh. not be dancing on my grave.
0: Um, okay, that leads that leads me into two things I want to talk about. Yes. Uh, the first one is there was something I uh, recommended probably about two years ago now called mm. the Midnight Gospel. Yes. Which is a series that's on uh, uh, Netflix, and it's an animated series of podcasts that um, this guy makes, and the guy makes uh, has these conversations with himself and with other people and experts mainly about kind of things like psychedelic drugs and um, grief and all the different kind of feelings and emotions. And they've been animated in this very weird, cool 60s way. So you're essentially watching a 20-minute cartoon of a podcast where they're talking about these very complex existential issues around life, the universe, and everything. Wow! I don't know if you've ever seen them or not, but God, they're so so good, you know. So I started watching them in lockdown, so my kids put me onto them, and I was like, bloody hell, these are good, you know. But that, I, I just drifted away from them, you know, like you do in the end of watching something else, and I never finished the Midnight Gospel. Anyway, I saw Joel I think watching it. I did
1: it. see some. Yeah,
0: I saw Joel watching it the other day, and I was like, oh God, is this the Midnight Gospel? I never finished it. And he said, Yeah, have you, fin- have you ever seen the final episode? And I was like, No. And he said, It's a conversation he has with his mum. They've animated him and his mum. And I was like, oh. Anyway, I didn't watch it then. And then I spoke to my brother Grant. And he said, have you ever seen the final episode of The Midnight oh, Gospel? Oh, wow, and this I was is like, a Whoa. sign.
1: It's a sign. I said,
0: And he said, I sobbed all the way through it. And I was like, okay, I've got to watch it. His mum has stage four terminal cancer. And he talks to his mum about his Dying life. Up. He talks to his oh. mum about his birth, what it was like to be yeah, born. Wow. What it was like for her giving birth to him. And they go through this. It's only 20 minutes long, this journey of, of their life. Anyway, she is a very spiritual person, I'm guessing, Mm. who's um, done all sorts of psychedelic therapies and all all sorts Mm. of things. And she tries to convince her son about how to be in the moment, not to be in the past, not to think about the past, not to think about the future Mm. or try and predict it, but actually live in the now, just in the very present moment. And he says, I just don't know how to do that, you know. Mm. And she says, Look at your hand. And then she said, Okay, now be inside your hand. Like, imagine what it's like to be inside your hand, you know? And I was like, fuck, okay, you know? And she said, okay, be in your hand and then be in your arm. Describe to me what it's like to be inside your own hand, you know? And he's like, Jesus, I've never done this before. Anyway, she takes him on this kind of journey about how to just be now, like, and nowhere else, to be inside your own body. Mm. And I was like, God, nobody's ever really explained this to me before Mm. about how to be present. Anyway, she sounds like such... A wonderful, brilliant human being and such a great mother, and they talk about their life together and all the rest mm. of it. Anyway, I watched it, and obviously, me and Joel were both sobbing when we were watching it. Sorry, it's a very weepy mm. episode, this, but I remember thinking, oh, I've got to get people to watch this episode because I learned really something from it. Mm. And ever since then, I'm trying to take some time I've sat on the tube or whatever to try not to listen to music or yes. read the paper or whatever, it's to just so go, odd. like, okay, just close my eyes and be yes. what is it like to be behind my own eyes, yes. you know? inside my own skull in my own lungs you yes. know like swimming around and just watching the air come in and out yeah. of my lungs and I was like fuck it's really really good so the midnight gospel you can watch all of it I'd highly recommend you do because each episode's a slightly different thing but it's all themed around the same mm-hmm. kind of existential angst that we've all got about mm-hmm. what is the meaning of life you know they're kind of anarchic you know and he's got mm-hmm. quite a kind of scratchy voice Um, but the final episode with him and his mother just I thought was a bloody work of art it's Mm. so nicely done and beautifully animated Mm. and uh, he describes being being born you know and then being reborn and the way she talks about her pregnancy and then giving birth to him and everything he just thought what an amazing relationship this mother and son have got Mm. you know and he's confused by life and just before she's dying she's trying to give him all this kind of Mm. wisdom and the fact that She's completely fine about dying. Mm. You know, she's absolutely concerned. She's lived to six years longer than they said she would, you know, but she really is now coming to the end. Anyway, the Midnight Gospel on Netflix. So um, if you're interested in all that kind of stuff, give it a watch. I just thought it was great.
1: Whew. Wow, fucking okay. hell. Anyway, okay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I'm going to go light. Yeah, great. I feel okay. like our listeners yeah, need... Let's, let's I'm, I'm talking food. So I did a shoot Wonderful. the other day with mm-hmm. Tim Spector. And he, um, as you would expect, had an amazing crew lunch. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what shit we get fed on jobs.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite oh, often.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, it's absolutely rubbish. Mm. And we got our food and I was like, oh, my God, this is absolutely amazing. Where is this from? And it was from Peeled. P-E-E-L-D dot yeah. UK. That is their address. P E E. LD.uk. Their okay. story is um, their brother and sister.
0: Oh, these are the pokeball stuff.
1: Yeah. Bartek and Gabriella. Um, so they're the founders. I think they're as embarrassed about calling themselves founders as you are. Yeah, yeah. Sure. They've put AKA the founders in inverted <laughs> commas. Yeah. They started a little online business at home making pickles and brownies in the pandemic. And they decided to YOLO.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, God, I'm going to have to look that up. Um,
1: and yeah, okay. YOLO it. You only live once.
0: Yep. Yes.
1: YOLO it and open our very own restaurant. Having no previous experience, many, many told us it's a silly idea. And boy, was it a silly idea. <laughs> From 18-hour shifts to countless arguments, the food game gave us everything it promised. Two years later, lots of hard work, fantastic team and a supportive community... Peeled has become one of the most loved healthy food outlets in East London. Their mission is to make healthy food fun again. So they visited lots of healthy food restaurants and they saw a familiar theme, Mm. pretentious atmosphere, overpriced, bland. £8.50 for a salmon bagel, an inspired quote. Come on, guys. We challenge the status quo, fun, friendly, accessible atmosphere, all-inclusive menu, flavours that will blow your little socks off. I mean, I love the way they talk. Feel at home no matter where you are or who you are, whether you're a family gym rat, gamer, celiac, vegan, or um, mm-hmm. on a walk with your dog or cat. We won't, you won't feel out of place at Peeled. So that's what Peeled looks like. It's in Walthamstow, and they do. I'm just double mm-hmm. double checking do they deliver order now? Um, yes, Deliveroo, they're on Deliveroo oh, and they're right. on Uber Eats. So if you live in London. Definitely, order appealed. I'm going to tell you about their menu. So they do things like their poke bowls. Now, normally, I find poke bowls a bit like they said bland as hell. Yes,
0: and a bit dry sometimes. So dry. You know, yes, yeah, like. Whew.
1: But they've got things like poke bowls, which is kind of lots of raw food, mm-hmm. all very healthy, mm-hmm. all absolutely delicious. Tuna. Um, they've got everything. Everything you could need. Vegan. They've got um, kimchi. They've got. I mean, I tried kimchi in this yeah. poke bowl and I liked it and I hate kimchi and Tim is forever trying to get me to bloody fermented foods and I'm really not that keen on it but they do um, smoothie bowls made from acai and mixed berries and that's really amazing they've mm-hmm. got protein boost uh, well hits, I had the protein
0: food. boost and I, can I say congratulations on putting actual protein in it because I'm so sick of going to a place where they give you a protein bowl and you can see there's only about 15 grams of meat in it or tuna or chicken. And I think it's
1: not going to give this you is anything. A fucking yeah, outrageous. It You've is, it's outrageous. An you filled it outrage. with salad
0: and barely give me any bloody protein. But these were loaded. I was like, this is more bloody like it, you know.
1: So if you live in London mm. and you want to eat healthy, go to Peeled or. Deliveroo mm-hmm. or Uber Eats It. But Peel.UK are amazing.
0: Now, the other thing they had there when we were at, uh, with Tim Spector was this company here. Um, now, I can't... I'm not 100% oh, yes. sure how to pronounce it. I think it is. Vadas. Vadas it's an S and a Z on yeah. the end, but it's Vadasdeli.co.uk. And they do these plastic jars of um, kind of pickles and kimchi... We've talked and about and fermented before. stuff. Did we talk about yeah. them? But anyway, they've sent... Us recently, which I've taken to the studio, a jalapeno relish in um, like oh, really? in a, a vinegary stuff, and oh, it's got really? various bits and pieces in it, but it's spicy. But me and Reese made chicken the other day, and we both had big dollops of this uh, jalapeno oh, really? relish. Or is it jalapeno re- relish? No. I've had people laugh yeah. at me, I call it jalapeno. No,
1: it's jalapeno. jalapeno. You're, right. You're
0: absolutely right. Um, I was in Subway once, and I said, Can I have some jalapenos? And that, and loads of kids behind me laughed. I was like, "We are laughing at? And they went, it's jalapeno, man. No,
1: it's not. There's, they um, are wrong.
0: Anyway, they do lots of kind of kimchi type stuff. And they do a, a, a bowl of fresh pickled red onion. And I bloody love that as well. They do raw kimchi, sauerkraut, stuff like that in the pots. But I just wanted to say thanks for sending me the uh, jalapeno relish because it's bloody gorgeous. Um, Okay.
1: Can I just do one more very quickly on the food thing? So I was talking to Tim about vegetables and Mm -hmm. he was saying about, um, because I get stuck in the same vegetables every week. I just buy the same things. I buy broccoli, peas, Peas. sweet corn, sweet potatoes, potatoes. Mm. That's it. So um, he said, but do you get a box of um, seasonal vegetables like from afar? I was like, no, I don't. Um, Anyway, amazing veg, positive impact, Riverford. Because I thought Riverford were only um, in a specific area, but now they have gone nationwide. So, Riverford Organic Farms, Buckfastly in Devon now deliver Bookfastly. everywhere. Yeah.
0: So, where Buckfast come from, do you think? I don't know. I don't, okay. no, no, I so don't sorry. know. Buckfast is Scottish.
1: So, they've got home compostable packaging. Okay. So, you can compost it at home. They will collect their packaging from your door to reuse. So, each veg box can get used up to 10 times. So, if you get one a week, leave the box outside they pick that up go back and use Mm -hmm. it again which I really like Mm -hmm. Um, or to go really naked try our zero packaging veg boxes no plastic no paper not even a rubber band just veg I'd go for that why do you need why do you need that
0: why do you need rubber bands
1: they've been um, farming organically since 1986 but you can go for I think um, a kind of let me just have a look at their boxes sorry this is what happens when, when I don't properly so seasonal boxes which i really like the idea of so a seasonal small box at the moment would be new potatoes onions rainbow carrots broad beans true spinach batav lettuce um (laughs) plum plum tomatoes um and there's um, a veg box there's also rhubarb broad beans tender stem broccoli there's loads and loads of difference in three to four you get tons of variety Mm. Um, But it's all seasonal. Now, I do want to try and do more of that, but there's also Zero Waste Surprise Bag, three different types of organic fresh Uh, produce, £6.50. That's all right, isn't it? £6.50, that's really reasonable. Mm. Um, So anyway, look into that. Riverford, they'll deliver anywhere. It's a really good idea to start feeling better Mm -hmm. about um, the way that you consume vegetables. I think it's pretty reasonably priced, and also you can get um you can get seasonal food which is better for your gut.
0: Okay, just two little things then before we finish. The first one is uh, Zihar uh, Berlin the shoes. I've got someone got in touch with me from Brighton and he's got his own shop and it's called Tom Kilgallon. Kilgallon. Tom Kilgallon? Tom Kilgallon. Tom Kilgallon London and he's got a shop in Brighton and he it looks like he is the exclusive importer of Zihar Berlin shoes oh, so you wow. don't have to pay the import the tax. tax if oh, you buy wow. them from there. So it, he sent me a message saying, hey, are you oh, enjoying the shoes? So I was like, cool. yeah. And then I looked on his website and I'm like, oh, my God, they've got all Your the favorite. ZR Berlin stuff in there. So oh, great. Um, if you're looking for those shoes, which I'm going to buy two or three more pairs of because they're bloody brilliant.
1: We could um, go down to Tom's shop. I'd love like to go love, to Brighton. Let's, let's go, go to that. Brighton. We love Brighton. Yeah, we've got to take Chester.
0: That sounds great. So I just wanted to take give Chester that Joel. A, a little mention. And then just one other little thing uh, that I'll just drop in and out of, which mm. is I've started to watch this thing that Andy put me onto on BBC iPlayer called The Parole. And uh, a lot of people might have seen it already, but it's a documentary oh, yes, series you told about, me about people. That. Sounds amazing. And it's, I don't know what it is about it, but it's hooked me in in a really interesting way. I'm, I'd like—I'd love to be a parole officer all of a sudden, mm. and also seeing—very difficult. Oh, I can imagine extremely mm. difficult very, job. I difficult really job. Really sympathetic, mm. and obviously seeing these people kind of trying to. Pitch their way out of mm, prison. Mm. Uh, pitch might, might not be the, the right word there, so I hope nobody's funny about that. But, but
1: it must feel like that. But, yeah. you know, I'm trying to show you that I'm a better yeah, person. Yeah, I'm a better person. Yeah, and, and some people genuinely are better people, mm, and um, and some people maybe aren't. You know, and they, yes, the parole officer got to, got, to got to work
0: that out through so an interview. Hard. And then, yeah. um, but the production company that made it, I think, have done a fantastic job mm. of drip feeding to you, the viewer, because essentially you play the part of a parole officer because you're saying, do I trust this person? Would mm. I release this person? And then they give you other bits of information mm. about what's been happening during their period in prison and then you think, Oh God, that's really changed things. Now mm. so you're you're on a funny little roller coaster um throughout the programme, but mm. they follow two people in each episode. And um I'm in episode three and I just think, Oh, more people should watch this if they wow. haven't seen it. I think it's mm. really good. It's called The Parole. Okay, I uh well, I not um,
1: quickly want to say uh-huh. as well, I'm really glad we don't film this. You know how lots of people film their podcasts. Yeah. 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 You know, like look I at just us look at us
0: oh, that's terrible nobody wants to see this today. Um, can, can I, you, can I you, want to see it Can you? Yeah, well you can um, can you get Instagram on your iPad
1: um, have
0: you got making the cut on there no i am just it on thinking. Here. let's do a couple of shout outs each oh
1: uh, yes but okay. you, could,
0: uh, you can do two and I'll do two and okay. then um, there should be all in general I shall start with the top one which is Kirsty Darby Kirsty Darby's Kitchen is what she's called um, so I assume she does some cooking on there uh, oh and I posted something of me meeting, eating a, a bacon and borsan sandwich when I was in France do you know what mm. borsan is fucking it's brilliant it's fucking great right oh my god mm-hmm. you can put it on anything and mm-hmm. it makes it mm-hmm. like 20 times makes life
1: but. better anyway. do you know we were talking about kimchi and yeah. Tim taught mm. me how to put kimchi into Philadelphia cheese yeah. if you put kimchi into um, boursin. borsan
0: um, anyway, she sent me a picture uh, and the picture's gone sadly, so I can't see it. But it says with Borsan, amazing. Also, any chance, pretty please, Davina can let me know where her dungarees were from on oh, Gogglebox. So,
1: yes, I had a lot of people. You had ask, loads of people. I had a didn't lot you? of people asking me that. Now, they are from a company and mm. I haven't necessarily recommended them because. Mm-hmm. I think they are very expensive, okay. And I don't buy much stuff from them. But like you, everybody listening that like those dungarees, Dungarees, I was like, ooh, I really like those dungarees, and I've worn them a lot. However, Mm -hmm. but since then, I've looked online on this company. It's called Retrofet. Oh, Retrofet. And I know them because I got a couple of dresses for them from the for the Mask Singer, Mm -hmm. and I fell in love with them. And now I just kind of. Gaze lovingly yeah. at their site but it is really spenny but they do some denim stuff mm-hmm. that is a bit more affordable okay so it's called retrofet r-e-t-r-o-f-e-t-e um but the dungarees aren't on there anymore oh, i was gonna say they're not available no. anymore really. but they have got lots of that kind of wash bleach denim look stuff it, in the kind of 80s style
0: debop or something like that yeah maybe debop yeah but it, it's a it retrofet D-bop or debop I, I don't know <laughs> um Anyway, she says, also, uh, both smashing it, love it. Keep it going, genuine, high energy, motivation. Thank you, Kirsty. Thank you, Kirsty.
1: So this one's from Sue Stewart. And funnily enough, I actually answered Sue's... Oh. I, I answered her um, message because she sent you, which I know oh. you've seen before, <laughs> yeah. this clip of um, no, Alan on Partridge.
0: The, on the belt. Do, put on don't the belt. put it on the belt. Don't put
1: it on the because then you'll keep having to bend down yeah. to pick it up to put it on the belt. It's a clip of Alan Partridge. And uh, I love the fact that Sue Stewart yes. knew... That you would appreciate it.
0: They know us, don't Um, um So
1: that was very okay. funny.
0: Andrea Groke. I this is
1: a good is, way of doing shout-outs. Yes, it
0: is, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. Let's do this from now on. Okay. Uh, it says, love, love, love your pod- uh, podcast, which I've only just recently discovered. You two are made for each other. What do you think? Um, anyway, I've been listening to the last Shadow Puppets album that you recommended. And just wanted to recommend oh. a song that you might like. Check the Meaning by Richard Ashcroft. Oh my oh. God, I love Richard Ashcroft. In case you haven't heard it, I have heard it, but it's a very, very long time ago. Yeah,
1: Oh, that's such a um, good recommendation. So I'm, I'm going to go
0: and put that on this afternoon, actually. Thank Great. you. Do you know, there's there's another Richard Ashcroft, 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 Ashcroft,
1: Ashcroft.
0: Richard Ashcroft song called Music Is Power, and I bloody love it. We I, should don't listen, think you, I don't know we if you've heard it. to that this afternoon Because he's got this
1: well.
0: powerful voice, you know, that you can only sing with power. It's not like he's got yes. any kind of subtlety Soft, to it. necessarily. But it goes like music is power, and then it goes, and you go like fuck. It's like it is power, isn't it? You know,
1: music um, is a mood altering drug.
0: Yeah, man. it really, really is, mm. isn't it? Thank you, uh, Andrea. I'm definitely going to go listen to that this afternoon. But the last Shadow Puppet's my favourite song at the moment. It's called "She Does the Woods," and I don't know what it's about or anything like that. But God, it's consider it's made with musical instruments and not like a computer. It's like wow. I just, you know. I
1: please, please what.
0: I know. We've, got do we contact, them,
1: we've got to contact them in some way. They need a third way. album, they don't they? We need a third album and we need a tour. Oh, God. We need yes. a tour. So good. I would travel the world and just follow them all around the world Me too. and see the tour like 100,000 times because we know they're not going to do it for another eight years. I, I
0: totally agree. I'd go and see them 10 yeah, times. Yeah, like 10 know. times.
1: <laughs> um, okay, Sharon Larkins, last one. Hello, I've got a little recommendation for Michael and his barbecue. Have you ever done a beer can chicken on the barbecue? Yes.
0: <gasps> yeah, you sit it on what? a beer can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah
1: um sorry this is so funny so it's and the tatiest way to cook and then she went next message a chicken lol sorry <laughs> press sent press sent press too early, early yeah. then she goes again yeah. can you get a can you can get a can of beer i'm just going to read this yes. out oh, because please, people need to yeah know. people mm. need to know you can get a can of beer open it up drink half of the can yeah, which is okay. marvelous
0: i didn't do that i think then, I just didn't with it.
1: then put the can with the remaining beer still in it Stick it up the chicken's nether regions, lol, and stand it on its now three legs. Or if you can get a special stand for it, you know, yeah. if you're posh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's amazing. Is it amazing, It is Michael? amazing, yes. because Isn't that the, great?
0: Essentially, the beer evaporates inside the chicken, so you get this slightly kind of beery chicken. And, of course, it doesn't burn or scorch because it's sat on the can, you know. It's really good. For, thanks. I'd forgotten all about that, and I'd never recommended that. Um, Whistler Barbecues have got in touch with us, though, so I'm going to get back in touch with them because. Uh, Shut up, this is the perfect job, right? Yeah, it is. It is God, like, we it? are yeah. lucky. I just want to like say to people that we would never talk about anything in order to get something free. Never. Um It just so never, happens never, that that never, is a by-product never, of it. Never, never. Uh, and we'd only ever talk about never. things that we, yeah. want, we, that we genuinely think you would love. Yes. Um You've got an interview to do. I have. I'm going to get myself, I'm going to work out what to wear. <gasps> We're going out this afternoon.
1: I'm going to work out what to wear.
0: Yeah, I don't quite know. I'm,
1: I'm not wearing necessarily wearing this. Oh, you know? No, no well, okay. I might do. But Weather looks,
0: the weather looks quite good.
1: I think it's gonna get better.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay, great. Um this Michael. is the best episode we've done in ages. Ages. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed it, love. Uh, loves. loves <laughs> 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 Hope you enjoyed all the crying. Um and we'll uh, we'll speak to you. We'll speak to you next week.
1: Love you. love uh, you. Love you, bye. Love you.